Tallahassee, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to get your money's worth, then you need to stay tuned in right here. You know why? Because everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode number 43 of the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast. It is I, the Dean of New School, Chris Marcel, alongside the 10th wonder of the world, Justin Strem. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all. Welcome back, Justin. How are we doing today, my brother? I'm doing great. Merry belated Christmas to you. Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Whatever makes you happy, we wish it to yes. you. We are back after a short hiatus. Holidays. Yeah, holiday getting, beast. I don't want to say holidays get in the way, but holidays get in the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're back. It's And it's episode 43. We're coming up on two years wow. of doing the show. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. How, mm. how could one ever imagine? But mm-hmm. episode 43, we're doing something a little bit different this week. A top 10 and a bottom 5 mm-hmm. championships in pro wrestling history. Um, as you heard in the opening, thank you to Ted DiBiase for doing... Um, a little intro for us. Thank you in part, well, in part, in whole, to my wonderful brother-in-law, James Moore, hooking me up with a Ted DiBiase Cameo video for Christmas. This is not an advertisement for Cameo, but it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I heard King Baron Corbin is on Cameo. Yes. So watch out, Stephanie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your wedding day. Oh, God, I want to do it so bad. Sometimes he's on there, sometimes he's not, but I want to do it so bad. Oh, man. Well, Matt, I know she won't stop talking to me if I do it, so I'm, like, I'm not afraid. <laughs> no, she would actually laugh. Matt McGachran had Bret Hart for his wedding day, although his uh, wife, Michelle, forgot to text it to him the day of, so we watched it the next day all together. And uh, he's saying he's going to be a great husband and all that type of stuff, so... That's excellent. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's a really cool service, and, you know, when James ordered it for me, he also asked Ted if he was okay with us playing it on the on the, uh, on the the show, which is a big question, because mm-hmm. who yeah. the hell knows, but Ted was cool about it. He said, go right ahead, so... Excellent. Thank you, Ted. Um, yes. Not a whole lot of big things going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. We're, yeah. we're heading, you know, we're near the end of 2019, end of a decade, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people doing their top this of the decade, top that of the decade. We're not that cheesy, so maybe next week we'll come at you with the top things of the decade. I don't know. Um, But the one thing I did notice today, um, you know, we're at the end of 2019, and it's going to do the in memoriam. Not as as many as usual, thank God. Things are getting better in the business. Yeah. Most of these are older gentlemen who, you know... uh, Got yeah. the final, the final ten count. No yes. pun intended. Right. Uh, Gene Okerlund, wow. Koji Katao, Pedro Morales, King Kong Bundy, The Destroyer, Silver King, Ashley Mazzaro, Atushi Aoki, Rene Goulet, Max Muscle, Jacques Rougeau Senior. When I was looking at this list and it just said Jacques Rougeau, I got yeah. very scared. Yeah. I was like, did the Mountie die and we didn't hear about it? Right. How was it? Not fortunately, because yeah. it's still unfortunate somebody passed. But fortunately, Jacques. Junior, the, the Mountie is still with us. Um, Pero Aguayo, I apologize if I'm saying any of these names wrong. Paco Alonso, the King Harley Race, Eddie Martin. Time out, sorry. I might need to modify my list for whatever that title is, but keep Oh, going. <laughs> that title made my list. Um, Eddie Marlin, Dr. Carante, Norman Frederick Charles III, Rick Bogner, a.k.a. Razor Ramon Number 2. Yep. He's not the fake Razor. Fuck you, Meltzer. Yeah. Fuck you, Jim Ross. Fuck you, anybody that says the fake Razor Ramon. 
He was Razor Ramon number two. Yeah. When Doink turned heel and it was portrayed by somebody else, was he fake Doink yeah. or was he just Doink number two? Right. He was Doink number two. Alberto Menoz, Dr. Neyebla, and Izzy Slapowitz, which is a low-key awesome name. Yes, But Izzy that's Slapowitz. our 2019 in memoriam. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately, a handful of these guys I've not ever heard of, but... Yeah, well, I'm glad you included them because, you know, they deserve a shout-out. What... A couple that jump out to me, obviously, Mean Gene was a big one. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Ash Mazzaro was, was sad. That was probably one of the youngest people uh, on the list. Yep. And then, and Rick Bogner, I mean, Jericho did a whole show on Rick Bogner, who you would have thought, given the gimmicks that he had, was kind of a, a footnote. You know? Right. And But it sounds like he was very well-respected and liked um, backstage. For, so for Jericho to, to have a whole show on him, I think says a lot about him. So. Yeah, Wagner had a big, um, not a big career, but he, he was really successful in Japan as the Titan. So, yeah. um, you know, like you said, Gene Oakland, I think Pedro, the tail end of Pedro's career overlapped with us. Yeah. You know, Hall of Famer, first Triple Crown winner. <clears throat> yep, same with Bundy. King Kong Bundy, you know, Rene Goulet, he was famously just one of the pull-apart guys yeah. back in the day, yeah. big, thick glasses. <laughs> Uh, Max Muscle, he was in the uh, Dungeon of Doom for a spell. He was DDP's running buddy when DDP was prime DDP. You know, cigar, fur coat, Kimberly, like Mm -hmm. scumbag DDP. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, Harley Race. Who could forget the original The King of Wrestling? (laughs) Yeah. Trainer of Trevor Murdoch and Tommaso Ciampa and a whole slew of other guys. Yeah, I would say either he or Mean Gene or potentially King Kong is probably the biggest name to pass this year. Um, so we lost some big names. Absolutely. But at least um, at least Gene and uh, Harley were in their 70s and 80s, I think. I'm not sure how old Bundy was. but Yeah, the major- I think that's a very good point. You know, obviously it's never good when somebody gets that final bell. Right. But... The number of people who are yeah. on the back nine, yeah. if you will, is a lot greater than it was ten years ago. You know, it was yeah. it was a lot more. You know, passing away away today at the age of thirty eight. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Another one. So, thankfully, yeah. a lot of these guys are going at the twilight of their life. Um, and of course, yeah. gotta mention Silver King, as Jericho famously <laughs> once said. If he wins 10 more matches, he'll be upgraded to uh, Platinum King. <laughs> so, I... Yeah. Sadly, none of these guys had a Hasbro. Oh, you're kidding. None that of them. That is awful. <laughs> none of them had a Hasbro. Oh, I did want to ask you about one thing. So, AEW basically took a holiday break. I think it's partially because Wednesday was Christmas and New Year's Day itself. Right. I don't know if they'll continue to do that, but I think it's a good idea... Uh, in general, it, I don't want to call it a whole off season, but I think it's also probably one of the perks of being in AEW, right? That it's not as demanding as a schedule as WWE. Yeah, I mean they're, they're once a week right now. They're not doing running house shows. It's just yeah. their weekly television show. Yeah, and I do think that um, it's not like it was back in the late '80s and early '90s where these guys were on the road 300 plus days a year. But they're still expected to be gone, really from probably, depending 
on Raw or SmackDown the entire weekend and the day before the Friday or the Monday right in the weekend um, so you know and there's no off season itself which you know I think that they it would get people excited but I understand that they the, the contracts for TV are you know year round but it would be nice if they could get like scarcity uh, brings value like I've said before so I don't know if they want to rotate people in and out or just take a month off or whatever it is. Yeah, Off-season would be so tough. Mm-hmm. You know, because when do you do it? Right, right after Mania? Right. And then you lose that night after yeah, WrestleMania? I mean, I lo- if there was a way they could make it work, I would love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's <clears throat> so hard. Especially with the model that they've established. Yeah, and as long as they give the, um, the talent a break, I guess is my biggest thing. Just saying... Um, I don't know. I just came off. I, I just had my first full week off in a while, and I was like, "Wow, I feel like refreshed." Right. Yeah, I wasn't realizing how much it was wearing on me, and like, you know. So I just think it's it's a good uh, perk, especially we were just talking about all the, those that passed away too too young, right? Go too hard. So anyway, I'm off way off topic, but um, the AEW break just made me think of it. Understood. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good uh, it's a good idea, mm-hmm. and maybe we can do a deep dive sometime. You know, when we go off the rails and discuss how to make that work. It's just yeah. how do you make that work? Yeah, yeah. I think you would have to rotate people in and out. I don't think they they would ever shut down, especially given the they got a they got a weekly show to put on T, uh, Fox and in, in USA. Right. I mean, if they if they if they switched to a model where they were just on the network, you know, and they were mm-hmm. kind of running their own game and they were private again, mm-hmm. and you know, Raw was on the network every Monday, and like, you know, maybe maybe it would work a little easier then. Yeah, because I don't think USA Network would be like, oh, for the next four weeks we're not going to have a a new show. Yeah, but that. Unless a dog show becomes a month-long event. <laughs> just, again, I would like it. It would be better for all the talent involved. It would just be such a weird thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine being like, oh, Raw's not on this week. Like, fuck. I guess I'm going yeah. to watch, I'm gonna have to watch a real sport. Like, ugh. Yeah, right. No. Fuck <laughs> that. Hey, wrestling is a TV show. I learned that today listening to Vince Russo and Chris Jericho. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Bro, bro, it's a TV I'm a show, writer. bro. It's all bullshit, bro. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Oh, and a double fuck you to John Tremblay. <laughs> just yeah. in general, like, I love John. We all do, but John just pisses me off. Just... He was... John just pisses me off all the time. I love him to death, him and Pete. But yep. His latest about, you know, fuck Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker, and... <laughs> Fuck Funko Pops, like... Yeah. Fuck you, John. You know, I think it was... He's in heavy troll mode, and I he was back at work, like, the day after Christmas. I think he was just, you know... To quote Joe Strim, something crawled up his ass and died. So he was just in a in a mood. Like everything, he's asking, yeah, everything in John's ass is dead. <laughs> let's, let's be like, perfectly honest. Well, he asked, like... He asked, what do you do with a Funko Pop? Because I, I got, ended up with one in my Yankee Swap, which I put in, but don't tell anybody that. Um, hold, hold on. <laughs> Actually, this is a funny story. You, you bought the Yankee Swap gift, 
And did no, you pick it? No. So actually, I had already bought a Yankee Swap gift. It was something office, the office related. Okay. We went to Newbury Comics, and I was like, oh. Like Michael is... Scott, the office? Yep. Okay. Yep. It was actually a prison mic coffee mug. Okay. Then we went back to Newbury Comics. Stephanie didn't have a gift yet, and I just happened to walk past the WWE Funko Pops, and half of my family's fans, and I found the Bret Hart one. I said, throw this in there. And she actually got it for me, so it was very uh, nice of her. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't put it in myself, and I didn't pick it myself. But so anyway, Stephanie he, put it in and picked it yeah, for you. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but through no persuasion of my own. So anyway, I sent the picture of the Funko Pop to our group chat, and Trembley goes into full troll mode. You know what? What do you do with that thing? Like, what do you do with any collectible? You collect it. You, you collect it <laughs> and you display it. Right. Like, Fucking, how many Chicago albums does he have just displayed in his house? I've mm-hmm. seen a couple. Like, exactly. Ooh, yeah. Patriot throw What do you do with this, pic- this picture of, you know, Teddy Ruski? You fucking hang it on the wall and you show people. So, I I mean, cards on the table. I'm somewhat obsessed with Funko Pops. Yeah. I've got, Do- I've got John Hammond, Ian Malcolm, Dennis Nedry, Alan Grant, the, you know, the, the four-pack from Jurassic Park. Oh. I've got Fry and Zap Brannigan from Futurama. I've got Fat Thor from Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I've got about 15 Harry Potter ones. Wow. Shout out to Mike and Rachel for hooking me up with those. And nice. I've got one from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them that Jen bought me for my birthday. I've got Motley Crue. Oh, nice. I've got a limited edition Becky Lynch the Man Funko Pop. I've got a Jake the Snake variant. I've got a Ric Flair that came with 2K19. I've got nice. the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Jazz Hands and wow. Ted DiBiase and AJ Styles and the Joker and I've got a ton of them. I've probably got like fifty Funko Pops. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I fucking love them. This though. is my first one, actually. It's um. gonna be your first of many. <laughs> Maybe after the <laughs> wedding. Maybe you'll cur- cur- curtail spell curtail spending for a little while. Mm. But well, that's why I was like, I, I was hesitant to get my first one because I was like, then I'll just start. Buying Funko these Pops are like stupid Pringles. things. Yeah. Once you buy one, you just. Yeah. You're done. So, I know. There's a know. Bray Wyatt Fiend one coming out in 2020. Oh, really? I got that motherfucker pretty yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Display that at work. Let me in. <laughs> cool. Speaking of collecting and all those things, however, our good friends, well, our good friends, I love them. The people over at Hasbro Maniacs mm. make something. Mm. And that is for you, my friends. Get out of here. That's been in my house for a couple of months. Really? Just waiting to be handed over to you for Christmas. What is Huh. Oh, the microphone this loves makes the, for, uh, the paper noise. <laughs> this is compelling radio. Unwrapping. It's still Christmas. Oh, this is fantastic. This is like a poster... Like checklist of every single figure. The Hasbro line. Of the course. Hasbro line. From the good people at HasbroManiacs.com. Wow. It even has the rings. It has the King of the Ring yellow ring. And I think they're lined up in series order. I think you are right. So. Because it would go. This is series one. Yep. Wow. This is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you very much. I saw that at Hasbro Maniacs. Yeah. It's like, oh, Strim needs that. I love it. It's got like the. It's got everything covered here. It's got the belts. It's got even like the separate like there's a original hacksaw and then there's a the one with the flag. 
In that weird singlet, like, he weird, never wore something. Yeah, he never. That those are a couple of my favorites. The one that like they never wore that garb. So that's funny. Yeah, actually, and if you grab that red bag, I got you this red bag. Yes, that's for you. Oh my god! Hopefully, you don't have this one. I went to Target today looking for Cassius Ono. If you have that one already, we can switch oh, wow. it up. I do you. not. Thank you. Nice. It is demons. Uh, Oh, I remember this. I actually remember this exact amount without even looking at the back. It is from NXT Takeover in London, and really? he's dressed as Jack the Ripper. Oh wow! Demon Jack the Ripper, Finn Balor. Huh? His name isn't Jack, but the Demon Ripper, uh, the, the Demon ripped apart Samoa Joe. That's awesome! Wow! Thank you very much. You're I welcome. do not have this one. This will, you know, draw on the wall. Yeah, and it, I saw that there was a. I was actually going to get you an AJ Styles one. Because it had the title, but it was the new series, and that one was a little bit older. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I mean, that, that's, it was the last one, so I thought maybe that was a little harder to get your hands on. But thank you. This is great. You are welcome. Thank you. It's Christmas time here. Who says Christmas is over? It's December 30th. Well, I know one person that said Christmas was over. Yeah. I think she wanted to By end humbug. Christmas, so yeah. now she's doing fucking yoga. <laughs> and I bet it's not even DDP yoga. Yeah, she's probably doing like. The construction crew woke me up this morning. <laughs> she's probably doing Joanna, what's her name's yoga. That the, you know the, the, that white couple that renovates houses and uh, yeah. has oh, magazines. Man, I, 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 that's a <laughs> note to self. Write a yoga commercial. <laughs> I'm working on one mm. based off of a request for a certain member of the family. Yes, I'm working on one, <laughs> and it's not going to be. Nice at all. Yeah. So I'm very excited to uh, talk about that fantastic. one. So uh, with with all that being said, it is time to get to the lists. Wow. Um, let's start with the the, the bad the or bad? the ugly. Yeah. Bottom five championship designs. So I I kept it to the WWE umbrella. Oh really? Just, okay. And we didn't discuss that. I just decided to go that route. Okay. There's a lot of really beautiful ones that are not WWE that I, by the sound of your voice, I'm pretty sure you yep. covered. Um, but it, it's just a decision I made because if I went without it, I would have been talking about a lot of TNA. And right. So I, I kept it WWE, but that was just that was just me. Okay. So uh, I kept it all WWE for my bad ones. So okay. Uh, and then I did some research. On I can good think ones. of one or two good ones you probably did that yeah. were not mm-hmm. WWE, and I'm glad that you mentioned them and I didn't. Yep. Um, so bottom five, the number five ugliest championship belt. The number five for me um, is the Attitude Era or 1998 Intercontinental Championship. Oh, praise you! <laughs> Fucking hated that one. It. Uh, and we'll talk about the IC title a lot more, obviously, later on. But I forgot this to one... bring it. Oh, yeah. Because I bought the replica, and it's so fucking heavy and beautiful. <laughs> and if I could cuddle up with it, I would. Yeah. And Jen didn't break up with me when she heard what I paid for it. So. <laughs> and if we, you know what we should do is just, because I actually printed them out um, and so I could look at them as I talked about them. And we'll make a little compilation of your Worst five and my worst five. I'm sure there'll be some overlap. And then whatever we pick for our top ten and post them. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, because you kind of need the visual. We should probably post it you know, as soon as we get the episode up just because yeah, people for have sure. something to look at. But, a bit, you know, not only was it coming off of one of the 
best designs of all time. It it was kind of like all one width almost, and it just like like a regular belt is it the same. Like a fucking right weight belt. Almost, yeah, right? exactly. And it was it had a purple strap. Yeah. Well, this one it, it the straps changed, of course, but then it had like a giant oval um, sideways oval middle. Right. Um, and they kind of like the globe by stretch of that ended up the globe doesn't even look like a globe it looks like you know flat earth basically it doesn't even that's part of the appeal of many of these belts by the way that the globe is in almost all of them and it's just awful and um, you know I remember now it had all the continents on the side plates right yeah it did which is weird yeah exactly so it just was it's not my cup of tea no, that was fucking ugly. I'm with you. I hated that, you know, personal story. And again, we'll talk about a different Intercontinental Championship later on. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was buy the foam, you know, the old foam and Velcro version mm-hmm. of the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> way too old to have purchased it at this point, but WrestleMania 14. Yeah. I was 14. It was at the Garden. And they were selling it there. So damn it, I'm buying it. <laughs> the next day, they replace it with this ugly piece of shit. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they broke my fucking heart. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was just, it, you know, and it didn't, I mean, it stayed around for a while, but then there's a reason they went back to uh, yes. the design. My number five is about you alluded to. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It is the WWE ECW fucking silver and black. <laughs> Monstrosity. Yeah. That, uh, so we have Royal Rumble 2009 on the background, and the first match happened to be Jack Swagger versus Matt Hardy. For the ECW. The ECW title on the kickoff match of uh, WWE pay-per-view. And I, I was like, oh boy, I might need to change my list. Because it looks like, you know what it reminded me of? <clears throat> I see these advertisements for like a belt if you win your fantasy football league. Yes. Like it's just like yes. one color plate. That's belt. exactly what it fucking looks <laughs> that's, like. That's what it looks like. And it's, you know, it's a heavyweight championship. Right. Show some fucking respect. Yeah, it's ECW. I mean, I loved, again, I, like I said, I kept I kept my list to WWE belts, but yeah. the, the original, not the original, the famous ECW belt was mm-hmm. so fucking cool. God damn it, pal, we gotta, we gotta make our own belt. Right. Fuck you. Right, the ECW belt was pretty cool. So, my number four... Mm, hopefully I don't get flame for this one. I really didn't like the Attitude Era WWE world title. Big Blue? Yeah. It, it was an honorable mention for my like, Yeah, but I, I didn't like it. I'll let you yeah. take the reins and I think, all that. I think it was just because of the shape more than anything. Um... And it looked like they were trying to copy WCW's belt. Yeah, and it was like basically like a a, a circle, like right. a perfect circle in the middle. Yeah, and it didn't. Um, to me, and I'll talk about the shapes of belts that I like a lot. Uh, it took it, it removed some of the aspects of title belts that I liked a lot, and and just crammed it into this shape, and it just kind of looked goofy, like a, a perfect semicircle, like around your gut. Right, and everything was flat to the strap. Yeah. 
which about what we're going to talk about later, wasn't flat to the strap right. all the time. It just right. added to the allure. Right. I didn't like it. And, and when Austin debuted it the day after WrestleMania, it had a fucking blue strap. Hmm. It was navy blue. Really? Like light blue. Yeah. It was I don't remember ugly. that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that. it's not, uh, yeah, not a good one. My number four is something we need to blame John Cena for. <laughs> it is the United States Championship spinner belt. Yeah. It was the fucking, it just said U.S. champ on the center plate with red, white, and blue. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me, thank you. And um, it was just fucking ugly. Like, stop, stop <coughs> making your championships look like, and I'm going to talk about it again in a few minutes. <laughs> stop making your fucking championships Look like a prize out of a cereal box right. or something stupid like that. Like, you go to Burger King, you get a, a BK Kids meal, and they include this little spinning medallion with it. Right. And um, it just looked kind of cheesy. I remember my, my brother bought a 92 Saturn when he first was driving around, and he put spinners on it, like, kind of as a joke. Of course he did. And uh, they all fell off, of course. But, like, that's what it reminds me of. Like, a cheesy, like, plastic, spinny type yeah. thing. Um, I didn't like the spinner stuff. I I will say that I made sort of an arbitrary rule where if it was a belt that was only specific to one person while they, while they held it, and I won't say anymore in case we cover them later on, I didn't include it. So okay. I didn't include uh, the spinner belts and stuff like that. Okay, fair enough. Because I just thought it was so character specific. Like, it wasn't even, like, the belt. It was their right. belt. But then I kind of broke my own rule with another belt. So okay. It's very arbitrary. I think I know what you're talking about. It's in my top ten, too. <laughs> yeah. And it may have opened the should, show. should be. Um, <laughs> number three. My number three. I'm surprised. As In my research, this was number one in my head for a while. And then it dropped down. Um, the 24-7 title. Okay. I, Didn't make my list, but no. I get why people hate it. It looks like they were... like I like retro, don't get me wrong. But it looked like they tried too hard to go retro. Again, a big circle in the middle. Yep. And then a very thin strap on the side. And it's a green like leather background or, or strap, I guess. Looks like the old big green belt. Right. And then it's just... It's just 20, 24, you know... Uh, slash seven, and it looks like a, like a old like record. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It just I get I like the the approach. I just don't like how it came out. Okay, like don't get me wrong. To give you an example, and I'm gonna crack open one in about three minutes. The Miller Lite white can. It's beautiful, so, isn't it? They brought it back as a temporary thing, like oh this is cool nostalgia can, and people loved it, and it's. Now it's been the can for, geez, seven or eight years. Yeah. And it, that was like true retro, but people authentically liked it. Just like when they brought back the IC belt, when Cody Rhodes put the white strap on it again, stuff right. like that. So um, I'm not against it. It just is not my style. Okay. So. Understood. Yeah, I don't love it. It's not on my other list. It just didn't yeah. make my worst. Yeah. My number three is the current... WWE Tag Team mm-hmm. Championships, the Gladiator belts. They've gotten better since doing the brand-specific red and blue straps, mm-hmm. but the fucking copper plate and the Gladiator heads, I just, I fucking hate it. I 
They're actually my number two. Okay. Um, I in particular don't like. I, I yeah, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I don't like any whether it's red, blue, or black straps. And one thing I guess I learned in researching this is that the color of the belt or the color contrast makes a big difference. And these are all like one color. And it just, the design itself is actually not bad. If you look at it, it's like the two gladiator gladiator helmets. But you can't make that out. And it just looks like pieces of like tin that a kid hammered out in an art project in second grade and slapped to a piece of leather. There's a guy on Twitter that called himself Dave Belzer, which I think is a great fucking name. (laughs) And he always has like news and rumors about belts. Mm -hmm. He's the one that broke the news the day that the Shinsuke debuted the new new Intercontinental Mm -hmm. title and Mm -hmm. The Fiend debuted The Fiend Championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Bray introduced the Blue Universal title. (laughs) He was like, new belts coming tonight. I was like, oh, okay. So Dave Belts has got his shit down. He's been claiming that WWE has new tag titles for each show that they've just been waiting to debut. Oh, really? So we may see the end of those. I hope so. I will say, I do like the blue and silver mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Like, that that combination works. But I definitely get what you're saying. Like, the un- the one uniform, which I'm going to break my rule with this in the top, the top list, but... Yeah. It's for one very specific glorious championship. <laughs> that one uniformed color plate very, very rarely looks any good. I right. 100% agree with that. Yep. Yep. Um, so, but I just, if you look up pictures of people, like I just saw like New Day with these belts on, and it's just like, they just look chintzy. They do. The black and copper are the worst. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And that's actually the one that I use in my. Uh, not- I'm blocking my worst belt. That's my worst belt, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, no worries. So that was my number two, so I'll throw it back to you. My number, number two, two. Um, is the WWE Spinner Championship. Mm-hmm. Now, I 100% agree with your point about not you know, talking about a belt that's for one specific person. Mm-hmm. But they kept the spinner belt around for like 11 years. Yeah. And they kept like, well, more than that, actually. Wow. Because they, they debuted it in 01, when, not 01, excuse me, 05, when mm-hmm. Cena won the belt from mm-hmm. JBL at WrestleMania 21. And they didn't go away from it until fucking Dwayne came back at the Royal Rumble in like 2014. Wow, I think you're right, because he debuted that. Because he defeated one. my boy, Phil CM Punk Brooks. So mm-hmm. from like 05 until whenever that was, 13, 14, 15, that. That time frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it must have been 14. Because 15 was WrestleMania 30, and Punk was already gone. So it must have been 14, because then Punk wrestled Taker at WrestleMania 29. Um, the fact that I just have that off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, so that was, like, a good nine years with the spinner belt. And Cena wasn't... All, I mean, it felt like he was, but he wasn't always champion. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, and eventually they, the last couple of years, I think, they got away from it spinning. Yeah. So it was but like it was a sedentary, like... but it, it was all bedazzled and it yeah. just looked like, not that hip hop is bad, but it looked like hip hop. You know, yeah. when, when Edge introduced, oh, you know what? I'm not going to make that comment because I just came up with a hardcore halftime. <laughs> 
Good. I have a hardcore halftime as well. Nice. We we'll should double do down. Two. We should we'll double do down two. on hardcore halftimes. Because we're going to rip through this. And, uh, all right, I won't, I won't say anything else then. Okay. But um, you're right, because I, I didn't realize how long that stuck around. And I probably would have put it on the list if I thought about that. Um, you know, it was something different. I didn't hate it when it first came out, but I was like, what I was worried about at the time was, oh, every single person is going to have a customizable belt. And that, to me, is not... Like, part of the allure of wanting to get the belt is, like, it's been held by right. all these people, you know? Um, and I don't want people, like, changing it every time they um, they win a belt. Right. Like, the hemp belt, which was great gimmick-wise, but... It didn't last, thankfully. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, I, yeah. You know, I will, I will say, right now, the idea that Bray Wyatt has one title and The Fiend has a different title, mm-hmm. that works for me. Yeah, that's kind of cool. No, like... It's part of his gimmick. That would have been like if Mick Foley won the WWF Championship and, like, Mankind had its own belt mm-hmm. and Dude Love had, like, a tie-dye strap. Like, I think that would have worked. That would have been awesome. Like, Mick Foley's the champion, and whoever he decides to wrestle at this, that day has a different-looking belt. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been really cool. Mick Foley can do whatever he wants. Yes, he can. <laughs> So I think I remember one is unanimous. Yeah. The ugliest fucking championship <laughs> of all the times, as Santino Morello would say. It is the Lisa Frank belt. Oh, no, excuse me. It is the... The Reading Rainbow <laughs> Championship. The Divas Championship. Butterflies in the sky. I can go twice as high. Such an this... ugly fucking belt. It, Fuck! It literally looks like... A trapper keeper for a fourth grader that you would buy at Walgreens from Lisa Frank. Like your vision board, I'm going to be a champion, and you just fucking... Yeah. It's, um... I'd rather have the Anne Frank championship. (laughs) It's bad. The attic attack. It's bad. And it, like... It is kind of, um... As much as I'm a defender of the Diva era, and I love what Carmella said about it, um... Maybe a year ago or so. I can't remember exactly when it was. Um, this is sort of like a a lasting image of what was wrong with the diva era. You know, it was like overly done, overly girly, right? Overly bedazzled, and it, it's just it's yeah. Like I love the Raw Women's Championship right yep. now. Yep. It looks like the men's championship. Mm-hmm. It's a white strap instead of a black strap. But other than that, it looks like a WWE World Championship. Yep. It looks equal to. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks I'm like glad good. you brought up that whole point, though, because it just, just just came to my head. If you look at some of the women's roster right now, and you take, like, the diva-level women's wrestlers, mm-hmm. and you throw them into that era, yeah. all of a sudden, that women's roster is a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Mellas, the the Liv oh, I love Liv Morgan. Yeah. The Liv Morgans, the Ruby Riots, the fucking um the Mandy Roses of yeah. the world, like they're all very good, but they remind me of the Divas era mm-hmm. in a certain way. Right. Um Mandy. Mandy. I tell you, it looks like they're um yeah. It looks like they're Planting the seeds to split up Mandy and Sonya. Yep. And I'm really worried about Sonya. Yeah? Yeah. No, she's too good. They'll they'll find something for her. I hope. But they, I'm they worried. Will. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Sonya, 
Beverly you're never going to hear this, but you're awesome. Yep. I love you, not in a creepy way. Mm-hmm. I think you're good for kids. Mm-hmm. You're a good role model for kids that are struggling. Yeah. And you fucking rule. So. Yeah. That's all she, I got to say about yeah. that. Happy holidays, Sonia. But no, she's too, you know, some some talent is too, they, they persevere, you know. I hope I, so. I, I, I do think she's going to be around for a while. I really hope so. I think she's just going to get around with the title too. Oh, that would be fucking great. Yep. You know who's going to be the next SmackDown Women's Champion, though? Ronda Rousey? No. <laughs> First of all, okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad this is a short list because we're going to get into the fucking weeds right now. If Ronda Rousey shows up and wins the fucking Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. I may not watch WrestleMania. Really? Really. So, this is where like I'm trying to wear both hats. I totally get that and like, People like Sonya and Mandy, like we just talked about, have been working all year. Sonya, Mandy, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. Fucking, the list goes on and and the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. But this is something Vince Russo was talking about with Jericho where um, he thinks that while they're getting, while wrestling's getting more and more contracts and there's more shows he thinks that the overall market for it is shrinking, you know, just ba- based on overall ratings over the years, right? Okay. And he thinks that there's fewer, I guess, casual fans. And he brought up a good point saying, you know, the, the WWE used to open every show with what the world is watching. Right. And he meant, he goes, that was a shoot. And he's like, this was like taking over the world type thing. And he the thinks World that Wrestling Federation. Yeah. What the world is watching. Right. Dude, I like the old saxophone intros when they showed like the helicopter flyby of like the desert or something. Like it's the fucking it's the Survivor yeah, Series yeah. that music mm-hmm. or the WrestleMania three. Right. <laughs> so I think for the overall health of wrestling and for overall ratings and stuff. I think there's have to be some level of that, um, you know, name chasing the Rock, Lesnar, uh, Ronda Rousey, Cena coming back. You know, I I do, I do think that that's will will grow the business. I understand from a fairness and talent level um, who should be champion, but I, I also Not even get who should be champion at this point. Just who should. Who should get the fucking opportunity? Like, right, right. Oh, I've been gone since for a year. Because mm-hmm. I was mad. Well, I won't get down that road. But Wasn't she trying to have a baby or something? Nah, That's what she said. Depends says. on who you listen to. But <laughs> I'm going to come in. I'm only going to lose once. Yeah. And, it's gonna, and I'm going to make sure my shoulder's up. So it looks like I didn't get beat. Yeah. Really? Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. I... I honestly think, and Pete and John are going to roll in their graves, even though they're not dead, when they hear this. Mm-hmm. I think Shayna Baszler should win the fucking Royal Rumble. Yeah. Shayna Baszler is badass. And she just, you know, she just, you know, lost the NXT Women's title after a historic reign. Right. Get in line, Asuka. And mm-hmm. I think that if you want to bring back Ronda, having Shayna win the Rumble is a good yeah. way to plant those seeds. Because they're running buddies. Mm-hmm. So I, I, 
I don't think that there's... You remember Becky's sort of meteoric rise back from, like, she was hot for a bit, then she kind of cooled off, and then she took the man thing took and off. Nia punched her in the face. Yeah, that actually helped her quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And um, where I'm going with this is I don't think there's anybody grabbing that opportunity right now. And so... The brass ring. Grabbing that brass ring. And I, I don't think that's necessarily their fault. That's another thing Russo was talking about with Jericho is... Every promo sounds the same, and it sounds so overly scripted. And why, you know, this this people just aren't buying it. They're not suspending their disbelief enough, right? And you know, if there was, if if Mandy or Sonya or somebody like that was just basically like the Daniel Bryan, like, no, I am forcing myself into this position because people are obsessed with me right now, right? Like Becky did, yeah, exactly, just like Becky did. And I don't see that. I, I, Unfortunately, not even Lacey Evans right now. I don't see her doing that. That's why I do think that it's going to be Ronda. <laughs> and I can't disagree with it. Like, if you're Vince and you're trying to sell, um, I don't see anybody, the, fan, the the true hardcore fans that appreciate everything like, like yourself, I, I get it. It hurts me so deep. I know. But I just, the business side of me saying, listen, you got... There she is. She's right there. Right. You know? And I do think there is a missing element of the women's division since she's been gone. Pete talked about that last time. Um, missing, it, was, it doesn't right. have to be her. You're right. There is something missing. No one's getting fucking injured right now. <laughs> Poor Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa, our... Uh, this, the patron uh, goddess of 10-count wrestling. This... This is basically this podcast is basically becoming a tribute to her. We just are. Uh, she's the best. Yeah, Alexa fucking rules, and she's hilarious. Like, yeah, forget put aside the fact that she's beautiful for like seven minutes. <laughs> she's fucking awesome. She's hilarious. She is great. Like to this day, my favorite, most you know, the most adorable thing she's ever done is like, like made fun of Ryan. <laughs> She's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's a natural at that. Um, and it's funny because her background is as a weightlifter, right? She wasn't like some trained actress or something like that. Right. She just has that. She was a cheerleader know. and a bodybuilder. Yeah. Weight, like she was talking about how she's trying to get to basically 0% body fat and just deadlifting and, you know, all that type of stuff. So, anyway, we're way off topic. We're way off topic, but, but where I was going with that is. The rumored match for Royal Rumble is Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against the person who's constantly fighting for women's rights. Oh. oh it, could, it, it could be Lacey time. I hope so. Darling. Oh, darling, it could be Lacey time. Yeah. She was recently on Corey Graves' podcast, which is getting better and better every week after the bell. She's fucking great. Yeah. I love Lacey. She's awesome. I gotta listen to that. I'd like to hear her. Are they are they in character for this? Or? 50, it's 50-50. It depends on who they're talking to. Uh, okay. So Lacey was 90% out of character, and then mm-hmm. Corey asked him about, Corey asked her, excuse me, about the the feud with Sasha and Bailey, and she's like, you don't talk about my daughter. If you talk about my daughter, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. Which was real, but at the same time, she was in character. Right. But like, she obviously gave the green light. To, to mention it, yeah. Yeah. But Lacey's super, like, I just have such an appreciation for her beyond 
you know, what we had before. Mm-hmm. As we've said in the past, she is a veteran. Yep. Lacey, thank you for your service. Thank you Beverly for your Brothers. service. Um, she homeschools her daughter. You know, they've got a farm. They live in, you know, they live in, in, a, in, a, in a trailer. Like, hmm. she lives well below her means. Yep. I mean, I don't know how much she gets, she makes, but they've got a farm. They live in a small trailer. They, yep. you know, they homeschool her daughter so she can travel the road with her mom, basically. Like, it's really cool. She's doing it. Yeah. She's doing it in a very cool way. And I'm not going to say the right way or the wrong way because right. I'm not a parent. But she's doing it in a way where she's providing for her daughter, and she yeah. gets to see her daughter all the time and raise her mm-hmm. the, to the best of her ability. So Lacey fucking rules. Yep. And I will say that every day. Yeah. Um, well, Lacey's great. I got. Oh, and the the other rumored match for Rumble. Well, I guess confirmed. We have Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend, mm-hmm. which I love that Daniel Bryan finally cut his fucking hair. Yeah, that was awesome. He looks like the American Dragon again, Dan- Brian Danielson. Yep. But one of the big rumors for WrestleMania is Brock Lesnar's opponent is not going to be Cain Velasquez, and it's not going to be Tyson Fury. At WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar is rumored to be defending the WWE Championship Against Drew McIntyre. Wow. Which, that match will be fucking awesome. Yeah. Drew, um, it's time for Drew, I think. 2020 is going to be Drew's year. Yeah. He's, it's all come together for him. I think his couple years away from WWE were good for him. He, like... He was gone for almost 10 years, I think. Was he gone that long? Wow. Um, yes. He is ready. He's been patient. He's done these other... Feuds with Braun Strowman and um, and others. Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy Orton. Ricochet. Yeah, but he's. Um, I think he's got a good perspective on it now. He's just biding his time. I think so. 2020 is going to be the year of three specific people. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre being one, Alistair Black being another, mm-hmm. and the new WWE United States Champion. My main man, Andrade. Yes. It's got, 2020 is going to be a good year for so, Andrade. It's funny you say that. I'll do my hardcore halftime right now. We'll, we'll save okay. yours for halfway through the top ten list. Okay. What my hardcore halftime was in a recent conversation, who are your three... Uh, I don't want to even necessarily say favorite, but I'll term it like that. Who are your current three people... Non NXT, so either Raw or SmackDown, that you are like must watch. These are my three current favorite top talents on WWE television right. right now. That I would tell people that are considering dipping their toes back in. These are the guys or, or girls. Wow. Um, well, I'm glad you say excluding <clears throat> NXT because yeah, you, you would have done all NXT. I would have said fucking. <laughs> I would have said. Easy. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby right. Fish, Roderick Strong, right. and Adam Cole, baby. Right. And you would have been we're fucking done. <laughs> um, I am going to deviate just slightly mm-hmm. from your the way you worded it because I'm going to choose guys that don't get enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course, like I love Kevin Owens right. and right. you know heel Seth Rollins is great and AJ AJ Styles, but <laughs> um, I'm going to say. I love Andrade. Yep. I'm fucking... 
to a point of obsession. I think Andrade is so fucking good. I've said it many, many times on the yeah. podcast before. He reminds me so much of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. I love Andrade. Um, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is very must-watch for me. Yeah. I think he's been great commentary-wise. He has. And, again, I, I mean, I love The Revival and Kevin Owens and all those guys. But my favorite act on SmackDown right now is the three-man contingent, so I'm going to cheat, mm-hmm. of Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sami Zayn. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love them. And when yeah. Sami is just like dancing and going wild, it's, yeah. it, it makes me happy to see the three of them getting so much TV time yeah. and Nakamura getting a good, solid run with the IC title. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Samoa Joe... Andrade. Nakamura and crew, and then Andrade. Yeah. Almas. What, what was his full name before they... Andrade Cien Almas. There you go. Jerry Hater. He goes, I'm not going to learn his name. Yeah, it was way too long. It was way too long. No, those are good ones. And the way I put it, I would term it as like... So I DVR Raw and SmackDown, because I've... Like we talked about, I've seen so many matches. I'm like, you know... Right. I, I'm, I'm firing through it unless it's something spectacular. Uh, like Andrade versus Carrillo or something like that. That's uh, been, those matches were really good. Yeah. But I'm going to say, I actually have four names down, but I'll pick three of them. King Corbin. <laughs> Must I, watch. I love King Corbin. They, if you don't like King Baron Corbin, <laughs> get the fuck out of the apartment. That's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. She can't hear me. Yeah, maybe she can. Maybe she. Um, I do think... He's Vince, in particular, sees something in him, and he's been pushing him for a while. And as soon as he beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, that was a giant sign. Like this guy's ready to take the next step. Right. And I just think he's he's a great heel. He's coming to his own. He went through his struggles as the lone wolf, and you know, he he's just awesome now. I I am gonna say the Miz. Because he's at that level now where whatever storyline he gets involved in is money, I think. I, I think he's uh, a storyline guy, obviously. His matches are, <clears throat> they are what they are. <clears throat> we talked about that promo last week, or last episode. But I do think that all the stuff with The Fiend and everything um, was fantastic, and I just... You know, he puts a lot of thought into every feud that he's in. Oh, for sure. Um, and then I'm going to actually leave out Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, who I really consider, but they're they're getting enough attention. And I'm going to say Alexa Bliss because she we love you, Alexa. is yeah, it's not, not just not just like because we think she's you know a babe and all that stuff. I just think she's. By far and away, the best. She has the most charisma of any woman on the roster. Yes. Oh, for sure. I want to throw a woman onto mine. I, I gushed about her earlier, but fucking Sonya Deville mm-hmm. is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got a great character. She's legitimately a badass. Yep. You know, and she's, she's a fucking great role model for people. Like, there's videos yep. of her meeting LGBT fans mm-hmm. and just like the impact they have that she has on them and vice versa is just so fucking cool 
and something to admire. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. That's like the next, um, you know, big block of of people to get into to be welcomed business. into WWE and yeah, right, exactly. So. I mean, if you look at the LGBT characters, your Billy and Chucks, which I thought that that fucking thing was great, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, your adorable Adrian Adonis's, your Goldusts, yeah. yeah, you know, it was never until Darren Young had the yeah. The bravery to come mm-hmm. forward, and until Sonya Deville accidentally came out on Tough Enough, mm. like you didn't get a lot of it. And right. any any character who was perceived as gay or bi or lesbian, you know, however you want to, whichever terminology you want to use, I don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody is laughing. Um, <laughs> you know, they were always treated as less than, as a freak. As bad, yeah. as evil, um, which you know, to go to the gold dust point, nineteen ninety five, people weren't comfortable, like, yeah, gay, you know, openly gay people made every day, not every day is not how I want to say it, but made none very uncomfortable, yeah, you know, and there's that toxic masculinity of dude, don't fucking touch me, okay, right, you know, no, no one wants to touch you. Women don't want to touch you. Gay dudes certainly don't want to touch you. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Um, but now it's like so widely accepted. To, so to see Sonya in particular being um, treated in such a positive way and not being treated as an outcast or different or less than mm-hmm. is so fucking cool. I'm glad they haven't gone down the road of her and Mandy getting romantic because mm-hmm. um, I think it would be cheap and I'm glad Pete and John aren't here <laughs> for once I'm glad Pete and John aren't here because I'd be getting murdered by yeah them. well I'd be cutting out a lot of stuff I'm sure <laughs> yes you would so it makes my job easier yeah I think um, <clears throat> big things for her I I think I hope yeah. All right. Do I know how to get off topic or what? <laughs> it's time for the top ten championship designs of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number ten: the WWF slash E Hardcore Championship. Really? I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. I left it off because because like, of it something else that's on the list. Yeah. Well, I, I have ten that I like more than that. Okay. But like, again, I stuck strictly to WWF. Yeah. And it, to me, it was, like, just stuff that, like, I, I like the thought behind it, but it was just a destroyed version of, like, an old title, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a shattered, duct-taped-together version of the Winged Eagle Championship. <laughs> um, I thought it was so fucking cool. Like, yeah. just the idea behind it. You know, a hardcore title is supposed to be a mess. Oh, yeah. Scott Steiner must be close. <laughs> um... I just, I don't know. Again, I think, and again, I think part of it is because, like, they had moved on to Big Blue. Yeah. So to see somebody carrying around a version of the Winged Eagle title added to that. Yeah. I loved it. And, like, loving it. Like, I don't know. I just picture, uh... Like, Crash Holly cherished yeah. holding it. <laughs> Mick Foley <laughs> cherished holding yeah, it. Yeah, I picture Mick Foley holding it. It was just a mangled mess and, of debris. And the concept of the hardcore title, it, which the 24-7 title is fucked up. Um, it gave the guys that weren't going to get to the IC belt or the European title, or especially the WWF championship, some 
excuse me, a spot. So yeah. Crash Holly, Hardcore Holly, Taz, the, the big boss man, you know, mm-hmm. all these guys test. Man, almost everybody I just mentioned is dead. Wow. Um, yeah. Getting an opportunity to be a champion with yep. a fucking cool looking belt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And not on my list, but I, 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 I dig it. Uh, my number 10 is actually the new Intercontinental title. Okay. And I was looking at it today and I was like, do I. Do I hate this or love it? And the more I looked at it, the more I really liked it. And if you haven't seen it, we'll put it up. Um, it's It's got a lot of edges and shapes to it. And it has sort of a, a giant oval in the center, like a vertical oval. But it has a globe, two globes on either side. And it's um, it's not a lot of color to it, but they, 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 uh, they have block letters like carved out of it. Rather than into it, intercontinental champion, all around it. It's a nice looking belt. Um, yeah, it's yes, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, again, my proclivity towards the yeah. We'll talk about other yeah. IC titles later. So I, I, I get that yeah, for sure. But I thought that that I think that this new one is nice. It's definitely nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I got I got nothing bad to say about it. I could just mm-hmm. didn't make my top ten. Shinsuke's had it, and others. So just Shinsuke. Yeah, you're right. And oh, fuck, I love that he's getting a run with it. Yeah, like an actual run. Yeah, I I foresee WrestleMania being either him versus Sammy or him versus Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he can hold it till WrestleMania. Because that would be a classic. I think he should. Um, my number. Oh. Bless you. Thank you. Fuck. Um, my number nine is brought to us by the opening of the show. My number nine mm. is the million dollar championship. It is my number four, actually. Wow. Yeah, that's how much I love it. But go ahead. I mean, not. I mean, again, we're cheating because it's not. It wasn't an official championship, but three different people held it. It was mm-hmm. a total of four reigns. Mm-hmm. I love the IC. I'm the IC. <laughs> I love the million dollar championship. You know the the big dollar symbols in in diamonds, mm-hmm. then the gold strap. You know, completely in dollar signs. The million dollars worth of diamonds and gold. According According to Jesse to that, Ventura, right? <laughs> um, so Bruce Pritchard has talked a lot about this belt on his podcast. Something mm-hmm. to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. There's a Ted DiBiase episode, and I guess uh, so. The front's all are. Cubic zirconia and all that right, shit. Right. But on the back, there's actually real diamonds. Really? Yeah. I love the, the fact that they're linked by the dollar signs. That's maybe my favorite part of the belt itself. Don't you have a replica of a million dollar title? Uh, I don't. I have. I had a plastic one for a while. Okay. But I remember I remember you having one in your possession. I, I took a picture with it because um, an old co-worker in California... Her friend owned the true replica, which was the four hundred bucks of the time okay. to buy. So I, I did get a picture with it, um, but it, it's just it's awesome. And the fact that it was held by um, DiBiase, the King of Meat Sauce, real Virgil, and uh, Stunning Steve Austin, 
makes it even better. It's just a great belt. Sixty-six percent of the title holders make it for a great lineage. <laughs> hey, third one. Don't talk. Don't talk filthy about the uh, king of meat sauce. I will talk filthy about Mike Jones all fucking day. Soul Train Jones. Fuck Soul Train Jones. Oh, boo. Boo. The funniest page on Instagram as far as I'm concerned right now. Real Virgil. WrestleBotch is so much fun. Yeah, WrestleBotch is probably number one. Virgil is number two. But, you know, especially if you like the Olive Garden. And uh, what else are you talking about? Golden Girls. Of course you did. Number nine. My number nine. I did not do all WWE. I actually did the Ring of Honor gold title. Since since December 2017, they've had this title. It's a and world belt? It's a world title belt. Okay. There you go. Just that is all, a nice one. Yeah. yeah it's all like kind of interlocked. Um, it looks like... Um, and it has like a crown on the top of it. They've had other ones... Uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk had the ones that would like the block red lettering of ROH, which I didn't like as much. That's my Ring of Honor title. Yeah? I mean, I started going to Ring of Honor shows in 03, so that's the one I I am partial to. Right. I I just like the lettering better of this one. The O is kind of interlocked even within the design, and it has, of course, the globes on the side of it. It's a nice-looking belt. Yeah, I got nothing against it again. I just, I stuck to... WWE titles, mm-hmm. but I love that strap, mm-hmm. and I wish Ring of Honor was doing a lot better than they're doing. But you yeah. know, who the, you know who the current Ring of Honor World Champion is? It's not David anymore. No, Pierre Carl Olet. No way. PCO. Wow. Oh my God. Taven what? lost it to Roosh, and then Roosh oh. lost it like a month later to PCO. <laughs> So the former Pierre really? Carlette, the two-time WWF Tag Team Champion, wow, is now the Ring of Honor World Champion. That's awesome. You know, don't give the belt to Marty Skrull. Right. <laughs> give it to the 50-year-old guy. I, mean, I love PCO, don't get me wrong. But, oh, that company's going backwards. Mm. Yeah, they were, I, I read that they're in a little bit of trouble, so hopefully they mm-hmm. stick, stick it. My number eight is another recent championship. Is the 205 Live NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Mm, nice. Purple and silver with the full color WWE logo in the middle. It's mm-hmm. just a different design than any other of the belts. All the straps different than any other title. Yep. I'm a big fan of it. I watch 205 Live. Not every week, but enough. Um, I'm glad they're sticking with the brand and the championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's not on my list, um, but I, I'm glad that the show is still around. Because I was worried about it. Me too. Cool. My number eight. Um, I guess I would put, make this my homage to the current WWE title belts. And I picked my favorite one because of the colors. And it's the SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay. And, you know, like you said, it's got the white strap, the blue background with the red streak against the back of it. And then, like, all the diamonds. Yeah. I just think it pops. It's really nice. It does. The white and blue definitely pops. I think yeah. it pops better than the white and red. Yeah. And I think it just... Um, I actually don't mind like the championship that The Rock debuted and stuff like that. All the big W belts. Um, I think that they look pretty good. But this is my favorite one. It's definitely a good one. I can't argue with that. I didn't put 
that any any iteration of that championship on my list, mm-hmm. the Blue Universal or any of those, but <laughs> it's definitely a nice one. I would call it an honorable mention for sure. Okay. My number seven, sticking with the newer championship motif, the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Oh yeah. Um, it's got you know two lines on the side, kind of like the old timey London deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of black, a lot of gold, and some red in there, and just United Kingdom Championship. It's yeah. Okay. I love it. And the fact that Pete Dunn held it for like 600 days helped it a lot. Yeah. Your boy Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn! My number seven is the WCW TV title. And this one seemed to change quite a bit. Yeah. This one was just... When I looked up all the WCW belts, I didn't like many of them, to be honest. But this one... Uh... Popped because of the red. See yeah. That? And it, there was actually many iterations of it. There was some that were had a lot of red on them, which right. I didn't like as much. Historically, uh, one of the least popular championships of all time, by the way. Right. Right. Like like Disco Inferno and, and whoever else had No, when Regal <laughs> held it, it was fucking great. Yeah. Because it was before you kind of knew the deal. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, the title limit's going to run out. I hope he loses. And they're like, Wait, Regal's the fucking shit. <laughs> and it kind of has some similar elements to a belt we'll talk about later. I just like the shape of it. Um, you know, I can't even really describe the shape because it's, it's got a lot of different edges to it. Um, and I do like the, the, the contrast. Uh, it has a WCW on the top with a red um, background uh, against a mostly black and gold uh, strap and, and plating. But it looks good. Yeah, it's a def- definitely a good one. My number six... Is my favorite new championship on the on the mm-hmm. scene. Okay. It is the NXT North American Championship. I fucking love this belt. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So it's got like a, a reddish brown strap. It's kind of a square strap. Um, for those of you who don't watch NXT, strap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up on my phone screen yeah. so you can see it. Um. So it's like a reddish brown strap. It's a it's, so it's got gold plating on oh, the yeah. side. And That's then, nice. You know, North America in a very map um, yeah. grid format is dead center, black background, gold grid marks, and a silver outline of North America. I fucking love it. it nice. And again, like it has like like that square nature to the strap. Yeah, fits on people really well. Yeah, too. And I like the NXT on the sides. It's good stuff. So I think I think that gets personalized. I think Roddy Strong has undisputed era plates on the side right now. Yeah. But oh, I love I love the NXT North American Championship. I like it. That's like my it. favorite current championship for sure. I like it. All right, Justin, your number six. My number six. If you can hear me through the pounding rain and thunder, thunder and lightning on December thirtieth. Um, it is the WWF World Tag Titles from the late 1980s. Um, so because I didn't warn you in advance, um, that's my number three. So okay. we'll we'll keep blow up mode at one and two. One and two. But right. I'm pretty sure our one and two are going to be the same. But yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. My, we'll see. my two kind of snuck way up there. Okay. We'll but, see. Uh, so. I won't say much about it other than that. I just think, um, 
again, the red lettering of world over the globe um, was great. I like that the uh, the centerpiece was kind of like almost shaped like an open book and carved out like that. Um, and it just fit people well. Demolition and Legion of Doom and uh, the Heart Foundation, all of them. I just think it's... in trivia, it is... I have a... Um, on my Facebook picture, which I haven't updated in years, I have a plastic, like, $20 version of this over my shoulder from a wedding I went to, and it was, like, a prop, like, thing. Um, so, but it's a great-looking belt. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's my favorite tag belt of yeah. all time. Like, I just think it's beautiful. And part of it might be the rose-colored glasses of, you know, what we grew up with. but. Yeah. When I think of Demolition and the Heart Foundation and the British Bulldogs and the Dream Team and the Rockers for a hat, a hot minute until Brett would... Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love it. And we've got rain of plenty. It is pouring. Hitting the windows. At least it's washing away all the snow we got today. Yeah, yeah. But holy shit, is it raining. Wow. Um, it is now time for our second Hardcore Halftime. Excellent. I thought of this spur of the moment. Top three uh, individual variations. So okay. we talked earlier about the spinner belts. Yeah. Your, your three favorite um, like temporary, temporary variations of championships yeah. for individual superstars. Um, I like it. I do like I like the rated R spinner belt because it was kind of trolling Cena a bit when he was a heel. That's uh, what made me think of this, but it's yeah. not one of my three. Yeah. <laughs> um. The I would count the smoking skull. That's my number three. Yeah, as part of that. So it it sort of shaped similar to the to the. Um, the circular Attitude Era belt that I didn't like so much but I thought the design was pretty awesome um, obviously with the smoking skull in it and then um, maybe maybe the Fiend belt I was going to say the um, the hemp belt but that's my number two yeah. I fucking love the hemp yeah. belt and it's pretty good. That's a pretty good heel move, you know, to be like um, from the earth and whatnot, and biodegradable and stuff. But I'll go with the uh, the fiend. My number one favorite um, personalized championship, if you if you will, is um, when oh shit, I might have to throw in a curveball. So, so two in. This wasn't my number one. Um, this is my curveball. When Hulk spray painted the big gold belt oh, NWO, oh yeah! But I just thought of that. But yep. my number one custom championship is when Mike the Miz Mazan took the WWE spinner belt and permanently affixed the W upside down into an ah. M, so he had his Miz <laughs> title. That's such a fucking classic dirtbag move. Yeah, that's it brilliant. took your it took your trolling idea to another level. Yeah, from the rated R belt, like no, this is no longer a W; it's a fucking M. <laughs> and he still does that shit when he goes out for interviews. The WWE logo is flipped upside down. Yeah. into the to an M position. Oh, that's brilliant. so that's good stuff. That's a mine. Good stuff. 
All right, I All like right. it. Number five. My number five is the WWE Undisputed Championship. Yeah. So after they combined the two world titles mm-hmm. and Brock, um, well, it wasn't first with Brock, after Triple H defeated Jericho at WrestleMania 18, um, in storyline, Bischoff was like, you don't need to carry two belts around. Yeah. And he was gifted the new the new undisputed title, and then it, I call it the Lesnar belt. Yes, yeah. You know, the Lesnar Eddie, Eddie JBL belt. That's yeah. that one. I think it's such a cool fucking modern design. Yeah, it's not overly flashy. It looks old school and modern at the same time. Yeah, it wasn't around for very long. I was reading about that one today, but I like it. Actually, was my number eight for a while until I bumped it out for the women's SmackDown title. Yeah, it. It's a nice looking. It debuted. Oh three. Right? Was it 18? Was that 03? Or that, sounds, that sounds right. I think it was only around for like three years. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 02. Yeah. Because yeah, 2001 was WrestleMania 17. So 2002, WrestleMania 18. And then Cena won in 05. So it yeah. wasn't it huh. wasn't around long. Yeah. 02 to 05. Yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah. So it's a damn shame because I thought it was a great goal. Yeah. The only, like the one weird piece of it to me was like, it had like these little like white stickers on it with like three... Red line. Those were very strange. I don't. I still to this day don't know what those yeah. were supposed to signify. So I actually bought one of those, like just for like a costume at um, Halloween one like time. Like the foam ones that yeah. you get at Toys R Us. Yeah, and it had like the white stickers on it with the red lines, and I was like, this must be like in place of something on the regular title. But yeah, that, it turns we, out that that was on there. We have that same foam belt in my closet. Yeah. Um, there was a time when my brother was collecting a lot of those titles with him and his buddies, and yep. they, had like a, they had like a fed of <laughs> sorts. Um, shout out to all the boys. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's the fucking, the, like the white centerpiece with like three red lines on it. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. Other than that, I think it's a cool yeah, fucking Yeah, I, I agree. Especially when it replaced Big Blue. Like Big Blue was fucking ugly. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It was on my... On my uh, worst list. Number five. My number five is the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. A beautiful belt. piece of um, yeah. design. I, um, I love it. Yeah. I, I love the uh, the fact that it has the different colored flags on it. And then the U.S. flags in the middle um, along with the overall design of the globe. The red NWA lettering. And I like the silver ball. Yeah. Exactly, and it actually like you can wear it, and it doesn't look ridiculous on you. It's right. like a, a decent size belt too, and it's got like the three like semicircles on the top. It's just a classic belt, um, and they haven't changed this one for many years. De- well, depending on you know who owned the rights to the NWA at the time, but well, yeah, uh, that's the NWA championship. Yeah. Like, yeah. That goes back to the 50s and 60s. They've used the same design. Right. Harley Race held that belt, belt seven times. Right. And I'm glad you said that because I left off a lot of old, old belts on my worst list. You know, back when belts weren't as uh, extravagant and stuff, right. there was a lot of bad the belts. Old, back old in the old, old IC belt that yeah. Greg Valentine wore was ugly. Yeah. I hated the belt that Hulk used before mm-hmm. the, the WE. And I don't yep. mean WWE belt. Yeah. Um, I think the European Championship was stupid looking. Yeah. There's yep. a lot of stupid looking belts. For yeah. The NWA again. I stuck to WWE. Yeah. But the NWA World Championship, the ten pounds of gold. Yep. That's still 
proudly held by Nick Aldis is yep. beautiful. Yeah, that's right. My number four, I cheated, <laughs> but they used it in WWE, so I could put it on my list, is the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. The big gold belt. Yeah. Gold belt. <laughs> I love it. It's such a yeah. cool... And earlier on when I talked about like why I hated... Um, I forget which belt we were talking about, but... It's just one design. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like the one design concept. One color. Yeah. Yeah. The big gold belt made it work. Right. You right. know, it's the t- it's the championship that introduced name plating. Yeah. Um, just fucking gigantic belt. I only think I think it's only so big so fat ass Dusty Rhodes could have worn it. <laughs> but what a championship! I've got the commemorative edition in oh, my nice. house, which is like a hundred bucks instead of the. That I spent for the other one, <laughs> but it's such a classic, cool fucking championship. Yeah, it it's funny because I think that the 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 size of it and the fact that it was one color the whole way left it off of my top list, but it certainly wasn't going to be my bottom list because it was just it's just so epic, you know, from WCW all the way like through Batista and Undertaker holding it in WWE. Um, and in 1991, it was the real world's championship. Yeah, exactly. The video distorting. Yeah. <laughs> Which he ended up using a, a world tag title yes, for a he while. Did. There's hilarious video on YouTube of it them trying to distort it out, but you know the technology wasn't good enough. Yeah. And if he turned too quickly, you can clearly see it's a tag belt. <laughs> it's just. Um, a, they also used a tag belt. Fun fact, do you know the other time they used that tag belt in replace of something else? Uh, I it was know. on TV, and there's pictures of it. I'm going to know this as soon as you say it, but I can't remember it offhand. Great Matt Hardy heel turn coming here. Oh, yeah? Um, when Ultimate Warrior had to vacate the IC belt after WrestleMania six, mm-hmm. and they had the tournament, yeah. they didn't, for whatever reason, he wasn't on the same loop. Okay. Clunk. Good oh, night. Wow. Um, he wasn't on the same loop as the war as Perfect. So when Perfect won the tournament to win the Intercontinental Title, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like now where like there's replicas and mm-hmm. they got like three or four belts, you know, yeah. just in case something happens. Yeah, they were like Shit. they had the one belt. So <laughs> either Warrior didn't give it back or he wasn't yeah. on the loop. And when Perfect won the Intercontinental Title. There's photographic evidence, and I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> there, he was holding the WWF Tag Team Championship. Yeah. I like it. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it, it, it sort of had that look of um, a world title in general, so I'm not surprised. It, and um, the tag title, it's grown on me, especially going back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Love it. Uh, my number four was a million dollar championship, which we already talked about. My number three was the WWF Tag Team Championship, which we talked about three different times. Right. My number three is. That's my number two. So go for it. It is the Winged Eagle Belt World Wrestling Federation Championship, the one I own a true replica of. Um. It came around 1988, I believe, for WrestleMania 4, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right before... Maybe before that. When Andre... I think they debuted it when Andre beat Hulk. Gotcha. 
on gotcha. the main event in February. Of yeah. The There's a couple reasons. I mean... I'd say I think like I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm such a pretentious asshole. <laughs> I think it might have been this. Right. Fuck you, Pete. Not only does it have the nostalgia um, tie-in for me, which is probably biasing me, but it also... The centerpiece of the belt is kind of cut out for a couple different things. One, the WWF logo on the top center of it, and then around the wings of the eagle, hence the winged eagle belt. So it's kind of this really cool cutout shape. Right. And then it also has the bars on the side of it that sort of isolates the center of the belt itself. Uh, and then I really like even the uh, the sides of the belt. It's like kind of like the riveted gold plates right. with, you know, different, you know, gladiator type wrestling. And if on. you held the strap the right way, the wings like were separate from the plate right. too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fucking cool. It looked good. It, it it fit on Savage and Hogan and uh, uh-huh. you know certainly did and Michaels and Bret Hart and Undertaker all of them. Glad you said that in the right order. <laughs> Michaels and Bret Hart. Right, right. So my number three, your number two. I fucking love it. You know, yeah. there was a time, and by there was a time, I mean I could do it right now if we had six minutes. Mm-hmm. I can name everyone that held that belt in order. Wow. Like I fucking love that championship. Yeah. You know, from, from Hogan all the way down to Austin, like, I just happen to remember. Yeah. Um, such a fucking great championship. There's a strong chance it will make an appearance at my wedding, I would say, if I remember to bring it down. It's still up in the uh, the cloth wrapping that it came in. The bag? Did it come in the bag? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I've got mine, too. Yeah, with the yellow WWF lettering. Ooh. Oh, because it's a classic belt. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring mine. Nice. We'll have this... Everyone should bring this. And speaking of spinner belts. So fucking gross. <laughs> um, so yeah, my number two was also wing, was Winged Eagle. Okay. So I, I think, I think, based on what has been said, mm-hmm. there's no possible way our number mm-hmm. ones are different. Yeah. I think I know what your number two is. So please indulge like me. Oh, can I guess? Yeah, of course. My guess is it's a championship that's currently in use. Mm-hmm. That we've talked about a couple of times today mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. That's held by Andrade. Yes. 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 It is. No, it's an honorable mention for me. The United States Championship reintroduced in 2003 after it had been unified in 2001 with the IC belt. The version worn by um, Orlando Jordan and all. Uh, <laughs> The design hold I'm sorry. <laughs> the design hasn't changed since it was brought in, save for the spinner belt. Yeah. And your fucking go-to is Orlando <laughs> I don't Jordan. Know why I, yeah, I don't know Eddie, Gar- Eddie Guerrero, AJ Styles, Ricochet, Randy Orton, Cesaro, yeah. Kofi Kingston, Dean Orlando Ambrose, Jordan. <laughs> Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, fucking Andrade has it right now. Samoa uh. Joe had it. It's beautiful. I mean, look, you you say Orlando fucking Jordan. I think that's um, going back to two thousand three. That's why I, I I just have that. You know who head. you know who beat Orlando Jordan for the belt? I have no idea. Benoit. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the red, Orlando blue, Jordan. Orlando Jordan. Why did that come into my head? How random. I, I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Not a lot. Uh, so it's got the red, white, and blue. It's got the flag basically. 
Orlando Jordan. That's the first time I think we've mentioned him on this podcast. It only took 43 episodes. And the second, because we trashed the cabinet in one episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Orlando <laughs> Well, he wore it well. And how could you not? It's a beautiful belt. Look at it. The red, white, and blue in the back. It comes to a point on the bottom, which is kind of unique. Yeah. Um, the WWE Women's Championships do that now. It looks like a shield, almost. Yeah, exactly. And then it's got the Lady Liberties on the side with the, with the blue background. You don't like that? I mean, I like it, but at the same time, it's like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Like, it's New York. Fuck you. Right, like, right. Put the Capitol building on there or something. Right. Gently. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm splitting hairs there because it's a cool idea, but... Right. But again, this this is to me saying, like, colors on the belt make it pop. I do love how much color is in that championship. Yeah, and like the single color ones, I'm like, I realized as I'm putting them in different buckets that I don't. I mean, the the the, the big gold belt from WCW didn't even make my top ten because it's just like one right sheet, you know. So this one, this one looks really nice. So, Agreed. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous belt, but yeah, Orlando Jordan. Orlando, yeah, worn by the greats like Orlando Jordan and. Uh, Jack Swagger. You know, Jack Swagger. <laughs> Jake Hager. Who still hasn't had a match, but he's all he's a, he's elite. So right. I'm not going to trash AEW this week. Right. I'm, hey, Orlando Jordan was not. He was a good no, he sort was. of sidekick for JBL. No, okay. And he'd so, come out and do like the whole rainbow point thing. Remember that? Orlando Jordan was very good. <laughs> but what the fuck? They'll be like, hold on. They'd be like going to the They'd be like if we were like the fucking, like, oh man, my number two is the winged eagle. You know, with the greats that held it. Like, Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that. Uh, honestly, that's the only lame one that ever held that belt. Yeah. Because it went Hogan, Andre, Savage, uh, fucking Warrior, yep. Slaughter, Flair, Undertaker. <laughs> Sid, <laughs> Brett, Sean, Diesel. Uh, Backlund's kind of no, actually, Backlund was badass. Backlund was great. Um, Shane, uh, Sean, Diesel, uh, da, 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 Austin. You know, the number of guys that actually held that specific belt. Yokozuna. There weren't a lot of them. It was yeah. just around for a long time, but they were all fucking awesome except for Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Or that would be like if we were to say, "I'm going to do this a couple of times because I just I can't fucking believe you." That would be like if we were like, oh man, all the great teams that held those classic WWF tag team titles. Yeah. Like the Nasty Boys and the Natural Disasters. <laughs> and Phineas and Godwin. And the Godwins <laughs> and the Headbangers. It's like the fucking Hart Foundation held those belts. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't I'm know. using Brett as my argument for what I, the fuck's wrong with you. No, no disrespect, Orlando, because you were fucking great. Yeah. What the fuck? What I, the absolute fuck? I know. I don't, you know, what can I say? That being said, number one, unanimously, yes. with a fucking bullet, yeah. is the WWF slash E Intercontinental Championship. The belt so nice, they brought it back twice. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, so, I just recently, when, so when Nakamura debuted the new IC belt, I said, oh, shit, I better get on my off my ass and buy a replica of it before they get rid of it, mm-hmm. um, like from the shop. Mm-hmm. And it was on Black Friday, so they they marked it down once, and then there was a code. So it was like a four hundred dollar belt. I got for like 
two hundred and fifteen dollars. Oh, like that's good. I got for practically half off. Yeah, the thing's fucking heavy. Yeah, but I'm talk. I I love the white strap. Yeah, you know the classic thin middle with the globe right in the center. Yeah, intercontinental. Yeah. yeah, I you know so this this isn't the this isn't the the one they've been using. This is actually this is how much I am obsessed with this belt. <laughs> this is the Ricky Steamboat era belt yeah. because of the red WWF. Yeah, beautiful. Um, the honky Ricky uh, Macho Man era mm-hmm. is that red the red WWF lettering, which looks fucking awesome. It's my favorite version. That's why I picked you Google image. The Intercontinental title, you can pick any version, but I wanted the WWF one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got the WWE one because yeah. I can't sell yeah, the right, WWF right, one anymore. Right. But the side plates of the two guys grappling, mm-hmm. the white the white strap just fucking pops. Like you were saying with the SmackDown women's title. Right, when Cody, I think Cody brought it back. Cody brought it back, I forget which pay-per-view it was at. It was maybe at a Vengeance or something like that. It's when he was doing his... Um, his dashing Cody Rhodes, oh, and he yeah. had the fucking yeah, the face, uh, face mask on. Yeah. He was putting paper towel hold, paper towels over, not paper towels, paper bags over people's heads. <laughs> this is the classic Intercontinental yep. Championship. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yep. But are they going to bring it back for a day? But no, it was back for almost 10 years. Yep. I think it was like 2009, 10, 11, around there. Yep. Um, I thought, yep. oh, man. I, I just, I was so happy. I was so sad when it went away. Yep. I was so happy when it came back. I'm bummed out again that it's gone. But now yeah. I have my replica. Thing's five pounds. It's got metal plates. I'm, it may travel and to Rhode Island with me in, in May. Oh, yes. Yes. It's got a... And it lets me tell this story. Ooh! When you and I went to Cambridge to get the DVD signed from Brett the Hitman Hart. And the kid... I shook had, Brett's hand, people. That's right. And the kid in front of us had... A, a true replica of this. Uh, it was a black, the black strap. Black yep. strap. And Brett said, "I always thought this was the best looking belt." As he signed it for the kid, and um, you can't disagree with that. Like the riveted gold and stuff. The 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 perfect globe in the middle. I love the uh, the bannering on it. I love the side plates. The bannering it, is one of it, my favorite fucking parts. Yeah, you know the it, top banner that goes. You know that just says Intercontinental. That's like. Mm-hmm. Does like an an arching effect, and then the bottom, the bottom two that like do an upward, like stretched out V shape. Yep. Let's say heavyweight wrestling, and then yep. champion. Yep. Like, fuck. Like the United States title doesn't say wrestling. It says that as United States champion. Yeah. Um, the Intercontinental title said heavyweight wrestling champion. Yep. Yep. And I, oh, I fucking love it. It's beautiful. It's hanging proudly and prominently in my room. Yes. Mike and Rachel were in town for Christmas, and Mikey tried it on. Nice. And then I hit him with it. I'm glad you said that, because I think that this belt, I don't know if it was the, the size of the belt or the size of the people wearing it. I always thought, you picture people wearing it, and this fit better than any belt I think I've ever seen. Um, Mr. Perfect. It really and did. Rick Rude, and, and Bret Hart, and Savage, and Steamboat. It was like... It belonged on him. It it, it it like molded to him. It really did. And it, that's a great point. It's uh, like even the winged eagle. Like it kind of looked weird on a few people. Yeah, like it, it looked of, weird on fat ass Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, um, it looked weird on Backlund. He was like forty four years old at the time. Because <laughs> it had that kind of high point to it, right? You know what I mean. Whereas the, this was a little bit flatter. Winged eagle is a good shoulder strap. 
Right. I feel like like that's a good one for yeah. your shoulder. The Intercontinental title needs to be worn around that waist. Right. Unless yeah. you're Kevin Owens and you can't fit it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's okay. it's a. And the, I, I, I like the blue version, the Ultimate Warrior, I, the black strap, obviously. The yellow the white, Shawn Michaels strap. The yellow Michaels one. Oh, no, yellow was Warrior. Shawn did like a powder blue. I yeah, think. okay, so I had those reversed. And he had a white as well. Yeah, yeah. The white one is Maybe that's why fantastic. I like it so much. <laughs> He's one of the greatest Intercontinental <laughs> Champions of all time. Yeah. The greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah, I mean, and what it symbolizes, we did a whole show on it, and your Razor Ramones and your... Yeah, I mean, go back in the archives. We do a full episode on the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. Yep. It's a veritable who's who. Yeah. Or some would say a veritable who fucking cares, but it's a veritable (laughs) who's who of champions. I I love it. it. Um, That, oh, do you have any honorable mentions? Nope. No? So I guess I only have one because we talked about everything else. I really liked the 01 to 05, like Ruthless Aggression Era, Raw and SmackDown tag team titles. Mm-hmm. They both were very distinctive. Um, the Raw had some red in them. They looked almost like the ones we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. The blue were bigger, but they had blue blue writing on them. Mm-hmm. I, I liked them a lot. Um, let me see if I can pull up a picture while we... You know, this is great right Ruthless here. Aggression... Yeah. Not I mean... Close. So, this is the Raw one. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then the SmackDown... Fuck you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Here, here's, here they are right next to each other. Oh, yeah. Yep. I like both of those. And the, the top one kind of looks like the... Um, the undisputed WWE right. title. The blue one actually looks like the ones, yeah, the, the one. classic tag yeah. titles. They just kind of like flattened out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, those are nice. I love those. So I think that's going to do it for episode 43. Do we have a topic for episode 44? So, as you know, it's my favorite time of the It's rest the of most the year. wonderful time of the year. <laughs> we are watching a Royal Rumble right now. Um, We're I actually think, finishing up just in time because I think this match just started. Yeah, and I, I, I think we did uh, the actual Rumble matches themselves, top Rumble matches, or no? I'd have to check the archive list because we did the top we, ten performers in the Rumble. I think we, we did, did the bottom ten performers in the Rumble. I think we might have done top five Rumble matches and bottom five Rumble matches last year. Well, I mean, I can fucking tell you. Though. Yeah. So I I've got the full archive on my phone. Here. Yeah. So as as we're waiting, and, and uh, by the way, this is the 2009 Rumble with John Morrison, who just resigned with WWE. Very and excited for him to come back. Yeah, he's taking on Carlito, who we've been seeing and watching Glow on Netflix. Yes. And he's also on my fridge because I took a picture with him because I didn't want him to feel bad because I went up to actually see Sid in Lowell and he was standing right next to him and I was like alright I'll buy a picture with you too Carlito so episode 22 mm-hmm. from January 22nd 2018 mm-hmm. was the top Royal Rumble undercard matches mm-hmm. um, so we did the non-Rumble matches from Rumble have we not done the top 10 Royal Rumble matches themselves top 10 wheelchair moments top 10 <laughs> two way no we haven't we haven't no we haven't Okay, then I think that's 
That's got to be it. The top ten Rumble matches. And I'm going to say just the men's because um, unless you want to put the women's in. No. Um, it was only one and it wasn't that good. There's been two. Two, sorry. It's been two. Get your fucking <laughs> shit together, man. Hey, Orlando Jordan was in that one, too. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm even going to say... Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do this as a memorial list? Um, we're gonna we're gonna exclude the 1992 that, yeah, Royal so, Rumble. So excluding that is that's the pinnacle, the, the best Rumble match. So the top ten non 1992 Royal Rumble matches. Um, Prepare yourself because yes. you know me. I'm gonna I'm coming with stats, Hall of Famers, champions. Uh, I'm I'm bringing yes. the heat, and I have pivot tables. And this giant Excel sheet, because the Royal Rumble is my pet project, I've updated it for all the new people. I have to adjust the rankings for everyone from last year that was already on my rankings and trying to get it, you know, some some love on the internet. So we're going to talk to the Royal Rumble next time. I can't wait. Hopefully the True World Order will join us. That's mm. what I'm calling them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you, Pat Patterson, for inventing the Royal Rumble. Yes. The first Intercontinental Champion of all time. That's right. Out Yeah. So right. that's going to do it. Um, Justin, thank you once again for hosting this craziness we call 10 Count Wrestling. Thank and you. And we will see you all next time. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.